What's up? It's the Dinner Roadshow, episode 97, first episode of 2024. I, I, I think that's a made-up year. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it's, it, it doesn't sound right. Well, we're definitely not in it. I don't think it's happening now. <laughs> we're in it. I don't know what it is. We're in something. There's, there's a, there's a weirdness, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 it's almost like, um, not necessarily like a vacuum, but it's like a, it's like a, some kind of like a vortex. Like, like, like things have been getting like... Maybe not progressively weirder, but like things have been off to a weird start. Well, that's that's how I feel when I sit down and record this podcast. Oh, sure. Absolutely. But that's but that's me doing that on purpose, at least. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Ah, maybe. But but like there's like some weird miasma to 2024. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I'm less online than you are. And I think that might contribute to why I'm not feeling exactly the same. I'm trying to be less because I I, th- I think it's actually doing like severe psychic damage. Like I turned 30 and now I'm like, ooh, this is like actually hurting. <laughs> like like <laughs> like physically like what I'm looking at is <laughs> no, like met psycho- psychologically, like like spiritually, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what <I'm, laughs> like what I'm seeing is like ooh, like b- before where I would just like sort of power through it, you know. It's like all this shit about how um like all this AI shit that I read where I'm just like, oh, well, this is dumb. But like the more shit that I'm reading is just like, oh, I need to just like sort of toss the phone away for a little bit. It's like where I'm at now. It's like like a switch flipped in me. And in the physical, just like, in the physical world, I step outside and things are pretty uninhabitable lately. Uh-huh. It's fucking cold out there. It really is. Yeah. So I don't know. Something. Ugh, it's icky. Um. And we're going to talk a little bit about how icky it is. Uh, but first, I got some dead letters. Well, I guess, yeah, there's a couple dead letters, but unfortunately, they're the same dead letter um, because this dude keeps emailing me. <laughs> uh, you remember our good buddy, John, right? Oh, how could I forget? Uh, who who wanted to potentially be on the podcast or just wanted to talk or really he wanted some just apparently some kind of response. Um, so this was his latest, which I got two weeks ago. Uh, it's like, I'm just following up on the two emails that I sent a while back because the week previously he sent another email. Uh, and I believe the first one was like November, maybe. I don't remember when that first one was. He's keeping score. But it really, but yeah, but, um, he really is. Cause like, yeah, just following up on the two emails I sent. Was two like, like are you gonna- bold and underlined? Um, no, no, it's not actually. Um, but then it's, yeah, it's like the same thing. All his info about his conspiracy theorist survival guide. And uh, I didn't do this before, but now I'm like, we, we looked at it on Amazon before. Because I was like, oh, is it, does he have it on Amazon? Uh, but then I forgot that he actually sent me a copy of the book. And uh, so just before we started recording, I did open it. Um, and I have no interest in reading its actual um, contents. But I just wanted to look at the copyright page. Because <laughs> maybe just as... A publisher this is more interesting to me than like maybe the average person i was I gonna know. say this is very yeah mm-hmm, that's exactly <laughs> it <laughs> where i want to know what he puts in his copy <laughs> you open up the uh conspiracy theorist book from uh-huh. the stranger sending you emails and you go right to the copyright page uh-huh yeah but well so like when i was a kid i would always look at the copyright pages of things um because I would always find it interesting, which uh, I didn't know what they were called at the time, 
but the uh the bisac codes of books where it would actually like tell you like what specific genres that the publisher identified the book as and where they would get like very specific uh, i always thought that was fascinating yeah um, <laughs> i would i would look at that page to see what year the book came out <laughs> sure yeah yeah there's lots of information in there and so anyway so i decided to take a look at this um, and so, uh, copyright 2023, John Kerwin, uh, Kerwin Republic 321 LLC publishing. Uh, I think he can condense that a little bit. I think his LLC can be condensed. Like if it's just an LLC, you don't need to tack on publishing at the end of it. I didn't know this was a critique. I'm, I'm an editor. I have to do that. You know, um, 321 is obviously just a throwaway. Um, Republic is very interesting, especially because of this part that comes in later. Um, all rights reserved, no part may be used or reproduced, blah, 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 blah. For permission requests, contact John Kerwin. He doesn't put a period there. Um, printed in the United States of America, and then in parentheses, he puts Republic. Did, did he have to specify that? Hmm. Did, did he have to put in? <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> I've never seen anybody put in uh, what the form of government, <laughs> the location of a work being published in is. Uh for more information or book, contact John Kerwin uh, at pleasewakeup at gmail.com. That's pretty good. Uh-huh. I'm surprised uh, that wasn't taken, off. actually. So what's weird is that I thought his previous email was uh, wakeuporelse at gmail.com. And this one says, please wake up or else. Oh, please wake up or else. Okay. I thought it was yeah. pleasewakeup at gmail.com. It's a little threatening. And so I think his old account might have gotten banned. And so he put the please in there. So now it's it's sort of a it's more of a request than a a threat. But then it does say or else. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's a little. Uh, and then this part, which I think is the most fascinating bit of all, because why the fuck do you need to say this? Uh, the author is not a sovereign citizen or associated with the sovereign citizen movement in any way. I am non-combatant, non-belligerent. <laughs> well, it's funny because I actually <laughs> was questioning that. <laughs> especially after putting Republic in parentheses. Like I didn't, I wasn't right. sure what this person's like worldview is or view of, of, you know, the country or anything like that. So I, I kind of, uh -huh. I kind of, you know, appreciate the clarification there. Yeah. But also if you call your LLC a Republic, then you have to make it a point of noting that the United States is a Republic. Mm -hmm. And then you're saying, Oh, by the way, I, I, I'm not a sovereign citizen. I'm not a sovereign citizen. And I'm also not violent. Yeah, the violent part is copyright section is, is strange. Well, it's all strange, but and then he has a warranty here. Like it's okay. The author has made a best effort to provide accurate information in regard to the subject matter covered. The author makes no representations or warranties with respect to the accuracy or completeness of the contents of this book, and specifically disclaim any implied warranties of merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. What does that fucking mean? I was hoping you would tell me. Um. No, any implied warranties of merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. No warranty may be created or extended by sales representatives or written sales materials. The advice and strategies contained herein may not be suitable for your situation. Are we you consult with a professional when appropriate? Are we sure this isn't just for what? this isn't just like fake like legal speak? The author shall not be liable for any losses or damages. Okay. Okay. That one. That one is. You should consult with a professional when appropriate. A professional what? A professional for what? Hmm. No content is considered to be legal, comma. <laughs> Just that clause on its own. <laughs> no content is considered to be considered legal, financial, or tax advice. You could really, 
He did not use uh, an Oxford comma here, and he could really fucking use one. Holy shit. Uh, all statements made by the author are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Those are two very different things. Those are two very different things. Uh, all Bible quotes are from the World English Bible, W.E.B., which is in the public domain and has no copyright restrictions. The World English Bible is based on the American Standard Version of the Holy Bible, first published in 1901, uh, worldenglish.bible. If it's in the public domain, you don't need to put this. Also, yeah, it's the Bible. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Maybe maybe only I find that uh, fascinating, but... Uh, no, because like it, it does speak to. Um, I mean, I don't know what it says specifically, but it speaks to this person's uh, mentality. I think. Yeah. Um. So there are. Let's see. How many chapters does this have? This has thirteen chapters. Okay. Okay. Uh. But it has sections. Oh uh, no! Wait. Okay. So the contents is broken down into sections, but there's only one section. Holy God! He. His syntax is all fucked up. His nomenclature. So section one is called Inside the Minds of Truthers, and there are then broken down further into chapters. Then there are subheadings, which are a page to a couple pages each. This one, Cognitive Dissonance and I'd Rather Not See, Thank You, are less than a page. Because they're both on the same page. They're both on page 26. Can I can I just ask, like, what were you expecting, though? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I'm just like, you know, we know the, the subject matter here. We know the, um, we have the emails. I just don't know, you were expecting like a polished, well-edited um, manuscript here. Oh, here we go. It does have section two. Okay, section two, which is not, you know, it's in a smaller font because he fucked that up. Inside the mind of the unconvinced. It's a bit of a catchy, section, uh, catchy title. Section three, guidance for truthers. That's, that's less catchy. Yeah, um... This one, this section, I'm just scrolling. This one's just a really bad, it's not a chapter. It's, I guess, one of the subheadings. Uh, we are living in the movie They Live. I don't get the reference. So we, I think it's a John Carpenter movie. Oh, all right. But but I just, so it's, we are they. <laughs> <laughs> because we are living. Uh, Did this guy write for The Walking Dead? Because you refuse to recant. Normies are like incompetent detectives. Oh, here we go. The truther's correct response to tyranny. And then this next uh, subheading here, COVID-19 vaccination recommendations for children. Nice. I trust this man. What are the recommendations? I'm curious. Um, Let's see. I would have to scroll to page. Uh, shit, I lost it. 254. I saw the chapter numbers and I was like, this could be a, like a breezy afternoon read, you know, just just uh -huh. devour it in one sitting type thing. But maybe not. Uh, Pharaoh's orders got worse over time. And that's what we're seeing now. The CDC now recommends COVID-19 vaccinations for everyone ages six months and older and boosters for everyone ages five years and older, if eligible. And then he cites the CDC.gov website. So let's take our cue from the godly response of the Hebrew midwives. Oh, no, no I'm sorry I asked. I really am. I, uh -huh. I, I didn't mean I didn't mean for uh, this. Shit. I call this the Hebrew national hot dog moment. What the fuck? I think we need to pivot soon. I think we, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But once again, he did send it to uh, the email for a podcast I no longer operate. So that's that's fun for him. And once again, just completely missing the point of said podcast. <laughs> of said podcast, of this podcast, of, yeah. But I guess he can keep emailing. I mean, um, yeah, should have gotten an editor. Um. We're already here, but how about some Mounds of Madness? Mounds 
Excellent. Uh, so I made a, an impulse purchase over the, the holiday season. Um, I bought uh, one of those VR headsets. Ooh, which um, one? The Quest 3. Interesting. Oh, so you... Well, no, you already have a Facebook. I do. But as it turns out, it doesn't matter. Because I was, I was worried about all this. I was worried about, you know, the Facebook data tracking, all that kind of shit. Still am. Don't get me wrong. Um, but they divorced their stupid meta accounts from your Facebook account. And so I, of course, didn't have a meta account because mm-hmm. why would, why would I? So whenever I set up the headset, I had to make one of those. And so I'm not tying that to my Facebook page sure, or my Instagram page, which I also don't have connected to my Facebook page. So that's fine. Yeah. Well, how is like, how is the device? Um. So this is my first time using VR, and so this could have easily been a mistake because I could put it on and then just get nauseous, and then it's like, well, this was this was dumb. Um. And uh, it's quite good. It's quite immersive. But th- the way I'm going about it is that like I'm using so little of the services that come on the headset itself mm-hmm. because like i don't want to give meta my credit card you know like so i'm just using it with steam um but uh yeah it's it's quite immersive uh i the only the only like standalone thing that i tried was the the game that they give you for free with the headset which is supposed to be this uh, Norse mythology inspired calling it a game is being generous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's more like a, I don't, it's like a roller coaster ride sometimes, but also it barely functioned. So it's called, um, Valhalla, something, something Norsey, something like that. And it's meant to be like a, like a, a tech showcase. I think it's supposed to be a full game. Because if you, I guess, have another headset or you bought it secondhand or something and you didn't get it for free, it costs $60. Oh, wow. Uh, nobody should ever pay $60 for this thing. Because if it's the first thing you do with the VR, you're going to be like, well, this sucks ass. And of course, you boot it up and it says developed by Meta Oculus Studios. That's that's kind of wild to me because um, if I'm remembering correctly, PlayStation VR, the first experience is like the Astrobot game, which is like incredibly yeah. polished and and just like a wonderful showcase of like the tech. Well, I think that just shows the difference, right? Like that's PlayStation being able to make games. Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. As opposed to a floundering social network company. It's just crazy they wouldn't outsource VR tech. It. Right. Yeah. But- so you you boot it up. It shows you Meta Oculus Studios. Then it um, has to load in the shaders. You've already downloaded the game. Uh, then it has to like preload and cache the shaders. And so you're in blackness while you have a, a bar loading in at the bottom. Uh, this took at least five real world minutes. Whoa. Just being in pitch black. <laughs> just being in pitch black. <laughs> That's incredible. And so. Yeah, so that was a bad start. And then it's like, do you want to play the game or do you want to catch up on the first game? Because this is a sequel, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Wow. It's Thor's Grundle 2 or whatever the hell. Um, And so I'm like, oh, yeah, okay." Because it also said like that that would be the tutorial. And so the first thing it does is uh, 
gives you a skeleton jump scare in the pitch black, which I wasn't expecting. It did get me because I wasn't expecting this to have any horror elements to it. Um, and I was so used to being in the pitch black with the loading bar that I wasn't expecting anything to pop up. Uh, so that got me a little bit. Um, yeah, but that's a very bad jump scare if it relies on five full minutes of a loading screen to get you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you have to hop on the back of a giant bird. Okay, uh, that sounds promising. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't, I guess, putting my hands in the right place and hitting the button. So it took me like a minute and a half to actually latch onto the bird. Um, <laughs> and then once you're on the bird, it is just a, a slideshow basically while you're in like a roller coaster of the bird. Oh, that sounds while it awful. Tells you, while it tells you this bullshit story about these gods or whatever, and what you did as the player in the first game. Oh, okay. It's the recap. Okay. It's the recap. Um, and then you're just throw, um, then I, I got to a point where I was able to skip that cause it kept going. Um, I, I was like, I, I, I want to play do something i want to play did you, you know, like a game did you know this game existed prior to it coming up as an option to to download uh i knew when i bought it that it came with some kind of game okay but i didn't like i didn't have a choice in the matter yeah i've never like, heard I of it not i could have not installed it but i was like well it came for free i figured you know you know they want me to see it 60 dollar like, game you know what is what a deal, game. <laughs> deal yeah uh then you get thrown into a tavern um, and this is where one of my issues with VR start to come into play. Um, you got some NPC talking to you. Uh, you can pick up the, the beer and sort of throw it around. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I could actually pick it up and throw it around, you know. Um, but then you get to the moving around part where it's like, oh, you, you need to talk to all the people in this room. And I'm like, okay. And that's a chore, isn't it? Well, that's a chore. Tra traversal, yeah. I mean. Oh, uh, yeah, because I figured like, oh, well, let me just physically like spin around in my chair and that wasn't cutting it. Mm -hmm. I, I literally had to use the stick to move. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this might be where I get nauseous. Like, cause this is like movement that's divorced from my physical body. Yes. I always, in, I mean, I haven't played VR since the early days, like the first PSVR uh, system. But yeah. It, it, the games that I was able to stick with for longer, you know, longer stretches of time uh, as someone who does get motion sick pretty easily were the ones that were on rails and and didn't mm. require you to um, move. You know, you could look in all directions, but you didn't have to physically move on your own. Um, and the ones that I got sick very quickly from were like, you know, Skyrim is, is, is a major example because that one is, they had different types of, of like traversal options and, and none of them really, even the ones that were meant to limit motion sickness still hit me pretty hard pretty quickly. So we'll get to Skyrim. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so you get to so i'm in this fucking bullshit tavern i can't move around with my physical body even though it's vr mm -hmm. i have to use the stick to move but the way that you look around is with the right stick but you don't have free camera movement it's like a dungeon crawler where you only get like this is your 90 degrees oh this is no your 90 degrees. i don't like that but the 90 degrees doesn't line up with the digital space so nothing is like like, you know how in a dungeon crawler, everything's basically all right angles. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's like Doom kind of, you know, sure. like the original Doom where it's like it's all it's all square. It's all rectangles. Right. But this space isn't that. So, like, I turn the right stick. I'm not turning 90 degrees once. I'm turning some set distance. That's not like 
flush to the world, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It does, yeah. And then I can kind of crane my head and look around, but only in this little view like that they've given me. And so I can sort of move around. It's sort of like whenever you give a controller to somebody that has never played games before and they don't really understand that left is to move the body of the character and right is to move the camera. And so they just kind of bump into shit. Yeah. And they're sort of awkward. Like this is making you do that. But you have a first person perspective. What's the what's the title of the game again? I just want to get a, a feel. I want to take a look at I, I want to get the real title. Um Asgard something. Asgard's Wrath 2. Um yeah. So we're I'll I'll, I'll finish up on this one in a second. Ten out I, of ten on IGN. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck I'm not kidding. I don't know how the fuck Wow. You get that. The in this infinitely replayable game lets you explore miniature dungeon modules and become increasingly deadly. Yeah, ten out of ten review. IGN. That's dungeons. I didn't even get that far. Oh, I had to stop. maybe you've you haven't uh, you haven't broken into the real good parts. Okay, seventy hour campaign. So I, what? Th- th- no. Is it, am I looking? Our game should be seventy hours. Well, you're playing Skyrim, okay. so um, wait. Am I? Is this? Yeah, are we well. talking about the same game here? Because this is uh, unless they gave me some other game. They were talking about these Norse gods and shit. I don't. I don't know what else I would have. No, this this is a uh, very well received critically. Hmm. <laughs> so I finished talking to the last person, and then their dialogue just finishes, and a nanosecond later, another giant bird crashes through the tavern. Oh. But the way that my body was facing because <laughs> of the way I was talking to somebody, you couldn't see it. I just sort of, yeah, I just sort of heard something behind <laughs> me. And so then I had to turn the stick like three or four times in order to face this giant bird. Um, Then I'm in a set piece battle thing against the giant bird in a snowy wasteland. Um, And now I have the worst combat controls I've ever felt in any game ever. Reddit loves the the melee combat, by the way. Reddit does? Yeah. Just based on this little bit of research I'm doing on the fly here. Uh Uh-huh. And so I have to take it. I have to pick up a sword from the ground and then I have to... Uh, kill the bird with it, but slashing attacks like just go through it, and so I have to poke it, even though it's not like a like a a fencing sword or a rapier or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a regular ass sword, but slashing at its neck, I'm like literally in its model. It's doing dick. It's doing nothing. I'm just envisioning you with the VR headset on, doing like a fencing move in like your bedroom. It's very funny. Yeah, <laughs> you could ask my brother. I looked fucking ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but that goes that comes with the territory. Yeah. It took fucking forever. Like it and it, like half of my attacks weren't even connecting with the thing. It just felt awful and floaty and terrible. And then as soon as I finished that, I was like, all right, that's enough of this shit. So and so that was all I played. Apparently it's an open world game. No, no. And no, so no, I'm no, wondering Yeah, so I'm wondering if you played through this very um scripted intro and didn't get to the actual like heart of it because based on well that it's the worst first impression yeah it sounds like it it sounds it could be a combination of a really bad first impression and then also you know not being used to that type of control um yeah but i've used fucking wee waggle before you know like sure the new bar for uh for vr uh yeah so then so then um god of vr it's pretty catchy yeah well because it's the norse shit yeah um so this was during the uh the steam winter sale and uh are you gonna give before we move on are you gonna give this another shot though because this is like 
Maybe. Yeah, I think you should. Do you still have it downloaded? I do because I don't have anything else downloaded. I would. I would be curious to hear a follow up if you were to go a little bit further, maybe get into like the world and stuff, like in the next episode. It's just crazy to me that this is a seventy-hour game. Whenever this, the headset's battery, (laughs) yeah, is really bad wait can you can you use it plugged in does it have like a long cord and stuff it didn't come with one. Oh, they'll sell you one well, yeah because the whole point of it is to be completely like wire free right yeah yeah um so yeah so this is during the steam sale and so i bought or no actually uh no uh i forget which sibling it was i'm sorry but one of them got me skyrim vr because it was like a few, it was a few bucks you know yeah at this point yeah yeah um and so i tried that out and it's weird because Skyrim VR came out before, like, I don't know how many re-releases of Skyrim ago. Oh, no, it came out, like, years and years ago. Yeah. I want to say, like, five, six, maybe seven years at, ago. At, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this was also me testing the, um, just in November, I believe. It was either October or November. Steam just released a thing. It's like, hey, uh, if you got a headset... We'll just stream wirelessly to it. And so now I don't have to rely on Oculus's proprietary wireless streaming Mm. to the headset. So I don't even have to install a fucking meta app on my computer, which I'm happy with, as long as this worked. And um, I could not detect any latency when I played Skyrim. I mean, I was like a foot away from my computer. But it still has to go through like the router and everything. That's actually really uh, cool. Yeah, that's really so I was impressive. Like, oh man, I'm I'm gonna need to buy a, a a cable. The Oculus One. They're trying to sell a, a fucking USB A to C cable for seventy dollars. I'm gonna have to look into a cable that has the right bandwidth. It's not fucking seventy dollars. And you're you're the you king know. of of cables. Unfortunately, I am. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh man, I, I really don't want to be like tethered. Like that's kind of the whole point of this one, you know. And the wireless just just works through Steam. It's really good. Awesome. Yeah. And so I played Skyrim. Uh, it doesn't look very good because it's Skyrim from, yeah, like six, seven years ago. It's not like the special edition shit. Um, after I played for a, a while, I just basically got out of the tutorial. Uh, I couldn't look. Then it's like I couldn't make it past the giant spiders. That was the uh, deal breaker for me, or at least the first deal breaker. I remember you saying that. And so when I got there, I was like, oh, yeah, no, these seem bigger than in the original game. Yeah. The spiders, at least. Like, I don't have arachnophobia or anything like that. So I just sort of shot fire at them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like the, um, the the sword combat felt really bad, but like it doesn't feel great in regular Skyrim anyway. Um, but shooting fire out of your hands is pretty cool. That was fun. Um, but here... So this, like you said, this Skyrim has different movement options. So here you can either do the the classic um, VR like teleporting where you basically become an AOE attack. Yeah. And just sort of launch yourself like to a specific point. Which I kind of hated, at least in its original like iteration. I just tried it whenever the Skyrim tutorial, like the VR specific tutorial makes you. And I was like... Well, this is dumb. This sort of breaks the immersion. Oh, absolutely. And so I tried regular controls, worried that I was going to get really sick doing that. Uh, but no, I could play it just fine. I could play it like it was a regular game. Oh, good. With movement, uh, left stick, and then camera, right stick. So then I didn't even need to move my head at all, really. I could just like sit stationary. Yeah. Which I guess kind of defeats a bit of the purpose. No, but you're still in the world. Right. But it does this weird thing whenever you... like. I, I think there was a setting that I could have changed, but then I would have had to restart the game and I didn't really feel like it. 
um, it does this weird thing where when you move the camera, it sort of gives you like tunnel vision. So like the, the edges of the your vision on both sides just like encroach and get darker, mm-hmm. but only while you're turning the camera. Now, is that that's another motion sickness sort of thing, right? I, know it, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, well, I'm doing OK. And it's sort of like breaking me out of the immersion here. Yeah. Uh, and then I also looked afterwards. There's all kinds of mods and shit I can do to like make it look saying modern Skyrim sounds weird, but <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. And so then my other big thing was that this $500 piece of equipment comes with the cheapest head strap you could imagine. That's kind of surprising to me. It's surprising and it's pretty disgraceful. Mm-hmm. Um, replaceable though replaceable yes and so just last week i had to wait for it to come in because i guess there was this much demand for it i bought a replacement strap well like it's more like mounting really like foam mounting and everything Hmm. um that is so much better holy shit like the the original is basically just like nylon straps almost for like a duffel bag and it's it, it it's really bad to adjust like i could get the headset to sit right on my face but i could never get it to be comfortable on my head and if it was a little too tight after I would get done with a session, I would be like, oh, I feel like my head is going to hurt mm-hmm. because of this. Like my eyes are doing fine. You know, my face is a little sweaty, but like my head itself is going to hurt because of that stupid strap. But then this one I got, uh, it has foam in the front and it takes more uh, more of the load off of your face and puts some onto your back because now there's foam on the back of it, too. And it also has like a, an adjustable dial in the back as well, rather than just like you're just finagling with these straps trying to get something to feel OK. So it's way better. And it was only 50 bucks, which I feel like is not bad for like the amount of plastic and foam that it comes with. And it also has um, like a battery bank attachment to it. Mm-hmm. And it came with a battery. And so that just like loops in with USB-C. And so you can also just have an extra battery. It's supposed to give it like another like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, I mean, that's that's crucial time when when jumping into Asgard's wrath, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. But that's the other thing. So like the battery does suck. Um, but like at the same time, I don't want to spend like that much fucking time in VR anyway. Like it's sort of more like a pick up and play at the moment for me. So, yeah, like the battery sucks. Like I just have to charge it after every single session. So, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, it's pretty cool. I, I do like that I don't have to interact with meta systems except for whenever I log in and it tries to make me add strangers I've never met to my friends list. Well, I was going to ask, so you're playing Steam games. Yeah. Is that, does that just work natively or did you have to do some maneuvering? No, I, there's a Steam Link app in the meta store. Uh, you do that and it's basically like setting up remote play for um, Steam Deck or like your phone. See, where this you just is, like log in on Steam on your desktop. I didn't need to know this because, well, <laughs> you know, I just got a Steam Deck and I, I'm, I'm building yeah. a library. And I've also like if I were going to make another frivolous purchase, Steam Deck is mm-hmm. already a frivolous purchase. But if I were to make another one, which I'm not. I would disagree. The Steam Deck is very good. It is. But as someone who <laughs> I mean, for the amount of games that I play. It's a it's a bit overkill. It, it's a very cool device, but uh, so I'm not making another large video game purchase. But I've really had my eye on the PS VR two ever since 
yeah. they released Resident Evil 4. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. Resident Evil 4 Remake, I should I should say. Um, that's something I would really want to play in VR. Mm-hmm. Um, really that and like Gran Turismo. Because um, sure. in, the, in the first PSVR, Gran Turismo was the best looking VR game, but it was only a, um, a specific mode with a, a select number of tracks and cars. But in the new one, it's it's the entire game of Gran Turismo 7. So, yeah, um, if the PSVR 2 was wireless. Yeah, I was going to say that, it would have been a no brainer. That's the big that's the big difference here. Yeah. Yeah. And because, and like with with this, I'm able to like tinker with shit. Like I said, I can mod Skyrim. Um, I got Beat Saber, but I got the Steam version, which means I can just add in custom songs and shit instead of relying on buying song packs like it's in the rock band days. Like that's for chumps, you know, you know, they're doing that in Fortnite um, now. What? We haven't talked about this, but um, and I don't I don't mean to derail you here, but I mean, we're already so I don't even know where we are. Fortnite, as of like, I don't know, December, they they had this big update. And so they got Psyonix, the Rocket League developers to make a racing game called Rocket Racing. um, Okay, which seems like I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me because like the whole point of Rocket League is that it's it's soccer. Um, Like they had something incredible and obviously it still exists, Rocket League. But yeah, was something very unique and, and no one else had done anything like it and now you're just having them make a racing game but um so they they have that and it's it you can download it standalone but it's also in fortnite um and then they okay. had the rock band developers I forget, harmonics is it uh-huh they made a new rhythm game also in fortnite um and then they had the lego i mean, well, i don't know who developed the lego version of it but there's like a whole lego like survival minecrafty type thing um, in Fortnite as well. It's, it's very, amb- I would call it ambitious, but they have infinite money over there. So right. they've put a lot into Even it. Even though they laid off like a thousand people. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's basically like three full size live service games in, in, Fortnite. in Fortnite, which was already a full size live service game to begin with. And so what that means for the, the microtransactions, the, the shop is you can get Rocket League skins and use them in both in Rocket League and the racing game. And the the point to this was you can now purchase uh, songs to use in the harmonics uh, rhythm game. And you can, it, it, part of the Fortnite shop now looks like the old rock band store. Jesus. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, they've really... Uh, so this actually ties into sort of my like main point for even bringing this up in the first place. Oh, perfect. Like I didn't, I, I didn't just... No, I didn't just want to talk about like, oh, I, I uh, bought a stupid thing that I probably didn't need to buy. Like as fun as that is. Yeah, <laughs> I what Epic has done is actually they've built the metaverse that Meta claimed they wanted to do. That's so funny. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's true. Um, yeah, like it. it but for, for Meta, it's such a fucking afterthought, even though they changed their goddamn name to it. Mm-hmm. Like. I set up the thing and I was like, I was expecting, I was like, okay, they're going to make me make my stupid little avatar guy, my Xbox 360 avatar, you know, all this shit. They're going to make me try to join in the horizon, whatever the fuck. But I actually didn't have to do any of that. Like it's there. Like every time I log in, it has the stupid horizon feed where it has a bunch of strangers that I've never met that I should add to my friends list. And it says the only reason why is because other people added them to their friends list. It's like, I don't know you. You know? Other people is in people you know? No, 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 no. Just other people out there in the world. Other people. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it's it's it has not 
uh, once pestered me to make my avatar. Well, okay, so maybe that that feature, just just going back to that feature, maybe that makes a lot more sense if you are connected through your main Facebook and all your Facebook friends are there, and then it gives you probably like algorithmic recommendations that make sense. Instead, you're getting you're starting fresh, right? So you're getting like complete strangers. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but like, but I'm just saying, like, it's it's such a fucking afterthought. Yeah. On the thing that's like meant to like combine all this shit, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas like, Fortnite, oh, yeah, this, is, this is where you should see your Facebook friends. Yeah. They're in this world, and you hop into their world and go hang out with them virtually. It's like you can just completely ignore all that shit. And nobody was doing it in the first place. Of course. Fortnite is a game that a lot of people play and like, and then they took developers that they have bought out over the years and and had them develop games that both fit within that and also play to their strengths. Um, well, yeah, because they turned Fortnite into a lobby and launcher now. Yeah, it's an entire just, platform place, on its own. Yeah, It's a platform. Yeah, it's a platform where kids go and hang out. Like I actually saw, I don't know what update of Fortnite this was, where uh, it was some video I saw. It was just like a bit of a video where like kids were uh, saying that they were nostalgic for Fortnite. I don't know, 2.0 or something. So, yeah. So what they did right before this big like sort of relaunch is they had a shorter season that was called OG Fortnite and they brought back the original map. That's probably what that's referring to. Yeah, sure. Even though that was like three years ago. Mm, closer to Whatever. closer, to, you know what closer I mean. to six. OK, fine. <laughs> Isn't that but crazy? Even so, but yeah, like, I know what you mean. But yeah, like it's an entire platform. It's an entire now ecosystem. Like, this is what all these stupid, this is what Meta wanted. This is what these stupid cryptocurrency uh, douches wanted. Why would you need a cryptocurrency whenever Epic has V-Bucks? Why, like, why would you need some fucking blockchain shit when you exchange real money for fake digital money that makes you spend more real money? Yeah. Battle Pass, V-Bucks. Now buy some fucking songs. Buy more shit. Mm-hmm. Spend more time in this lobby. Spend more time in this digital space. If it wasn't so, so if it wasn't so sinister, it's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing because at the tail end of it, you do have people making a game. Yes. If the game wasn't fun, then nobody would do anything. No, th- these are terrific developers and uh, you know a publisher with with infinite you know money. So yeah, but it's it's just so funny to see the like the complete opposite of like the stated goals. Like, I think only the Epic CEO has said, like, the words metaverse, you know, mm-hmm. like they don't they don't like promote that. Meanwhile, Meta changed their whole fucking name. And now just this week, just this week, they're pivoting away from metaverse to AI because, of course, they are. They're just they're just chasing shit. Yeah. Metaverse does not have a good connotation, well, you know, reputation because um, it never really right. amounted to anything, at least not in the way they envisioned it at one point. But now AI is the next big thing. According to them, that's <laughs> right. It's, it's really not. In fact, it's, it's right. doing a lot of damage. But according to them, AI, it's they're kind of jumping on that train now. By the way, I, I started up uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion on Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. And the uh, default controls to really take some getting used to. Did you try a... Uh to download a community profile. How does that, can you do that straight from the, how's that work? Yeah, so you uh, hit your, oh God, what, I think it's the left, is the left one the Steam button? Um, yeah. yeah. So you hit that and then you go to the menu and it should say something like controls and then you, uh, it's like either browse layouts or whatever and then you just sort of look at the other shit that people have made for the game. 
Can you go by like popularity and stuff? I think it. I think it has an upvote system. Yeah. yeah. I guess the only thing that would work better is like you know Xbox controls, just like straight up. Because right. the the problem I'm having with default, um, well, first of all, I turned on auto run. That was the one change I made because it's like I can't function without auto run. Um, yeah. And then it's it's the mouse. Mm-hmm. The mouse is the big the big obstacle um just moving the uh, i don't even know what you call it it's you know like the little pad the cursor oh y- well yeah, no like yeah the, it's the, the little pad, trackpad yeah. that that moves the cursor um is not not i'm not cooperating very well with it so i, I think i need to look at maybe just straight up like console controls for it because i know those must exist because the game itself was on consoles back in the day yeah, uh, you can just bl- for this instance, you can just blame Bethesda because they never patched in native controller support to Oblivion. That is, ridiculous as that is that is wild. Uh huh. And yeah. um, it's it's one of those things where I'm thinking this is clunky to the point where, and the game obviously it looks really nice, and mm-hmm. you know, especially for one that's so old and it's like such an ideal like handheld game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, if I don't find better controls, like I almost just want to look at games on Steam that are that have the green check mark mm-hmm. that are fully optimized for it, because uh, I feel like I could run into some issues, especially as someone who's not who doesn't like, you know, tinker as much as as much as you do. Yeah. Like so if a game even has a yellow, you could even look and see like what like what what its reasons for not getting the green are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do appreciate that. It, it, it details exactly where the the compatibility shortcomings are yeah um, for whatever reason uh steam is obsessed with um oh you have to bring up the virtual keyboard for text input and that usually means that the game has you select like your name at the beginning and so all you have to do is bring up the virtual keyboard with the shortcut and then enter your name and then that's, that's it. it and then the game runs perfectly fine mm-hmm. so like the 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 early final fantasy pixel remasters run as flawlessly as you'd expect for pixel games too but they're marked as yellow because you can name your party members and you have to bring up the virtual keyboard instead of having just like a a default like built-in system in the game for that okay so yeah there are different there are different levels of yellow then yeah (laughs) at that point yeah and like like i think i mentioned this to you in a text but that was probably a massive text that i sent you because i tend to do that uh if you check proton db then you could actually see like if like it'll have more details yeah. than the Steam checkmark system and like the other steps people have used to uh, fix stuff. Because a lot of times it can just be like, yeah, no, this works fine. Or like just something very simple like that. Or uh, just even like if you go into the launch options and uh, set it to a different version of Proton, which you just do directly in the regular Steam interface. You don't even need to go into desktop mode. Then, Yeah. Like it, it's very rare that a game just like does not work. Uh, yeah, like I, I purchased, uh, and this wasn't like a, my my one regrettable purchase so far was a Football Manager, because um, you know I'll watch. Because that's just going to be mouse. Well, it input, is. Right? It's a lot of mouse input, and I think the yellow, the description there was that the text can be too small, which I haven't run into, but I also haven't played a ton of it. Um, I, I like to watch soccer and, and think that. There are decisions that I would have made on the fly as a, as a, as a, as a coach that, you know, would have worked out better. And I'm like, I wonder if that would, I wonder if I'd be in a football manager, but it turns out that 
uh, football manager is just all of the um, in the weed stuff of like a franchise mode in like a sports game that I always like breeze through and just, you know, skip to, to play the games. Um, except yeah. that in this game, you don't actually play the game. So that's all it is. Um, I'm sure it's mm-hmm. very good. I just think it's not for me and I probably shouldn't have bought it. But uh, Steam doesn't have like a refund uh, system, does it? If you've played less than two hours, yes. Oh, shit. Oh, no, wait. No, I bought it on the Humble store because it was 10% off. Yeah. I don't don't imagine they have, um, especially if it's a Steam key that I redeem. I think I'm stuck with it. Maybe I'll revisit. Probably. Maybe I'll revisit. And uh, when I actually feel patient enough to tackle those... There, there's so many menus, just oh, menu, in, in yeah, in manager. football, just yeah. menu after menu. Um, like you are thrown in the deep end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the there's no real. That's the one thing I hate about the checkmark system is that there's no real um like sense of scale for them to say that text might be too small. Like sometimes I'm, I see that I'm like, oh okay, well you know that might not be a big deal. Or it might, like in the case of the uh, System Shock remake, Mm -hmm. where it has that and the text is fucking tiny, minuscule, impossible to see. And there is no in-game adjustment for it. But then it also has that for like, maybe not Baldur's Gate, but because that's that has a green check mark for some reason, even though that's you have to really crank down the settings for it. Um, But like, that's a game that has like text scaling adjustments, you know? Sure. So like, it depends... There are games where it has more, oh, the text is small, but then it's like, well, if it has an in-game adjustment, then what does it matter? Yeah. So like there's, there's varying degrees and that like is not conveyed in their text mark, text their check mark system with the limited like responses that they have allocated for that. So that's why I always go to Proton DB before I buy anything that I specifically know that I'm going to play on Steam Deck, like even just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but which is why like, so there's. Uh, you, there's so much you can do because there's uh, a set of plugins that are actually really easy to install. Like you just have to go to the desktop mode and then go to the website, download it and then click it once and then it installs and then go back to the gaming mode and it's there. It's like really easy. Um, but one of them is to just put ProtonDB in the Steam UI. Oh, see, that's really good. So you can, yeah, so you can just see it. You don't have to go check on your phone or whatever. Um, there's also the how long to beat plugin so you can see how long a game is. Yeah, that's, uh, you um, know, Asgard's Wrath 2. You would have had a, <laughs> a better idea going in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's like, there's really good ones. The one that I love the most that has not, like, the whoever was maintaining it just abandoned it. And nobody else has, like, made a new version of it was the one that was pulling in... Um, what settings people were using per game mm-hmm. to for like better battery life and better performance because I use the shit out of that. Yeah, then that's that's one of the Steam, most useful. Yeah, after a Steam update, it broke and it wasn't fixed, and so it's just gone. You know, um, but there's a lot of stuff like uh, custom, uh, you know, UI, um, all kinds of stuff. There's a lot you could do with it. Like if I can get an MMO from 2002 running on that damn thing, you know, like. I got Morrowind running on that thing. Morrowind somehow has a native Linux version that just works as long as you install the right compatibility tool for it. And then it just downloads, instead of it downloading the Windows version, it downloads the native Linux one and it installs it with the um, open source launcher and it just fucking works. Yeah, it's kind of incredible because you, you know, you have like a full history of like video games here mm-hmm. to, to work with. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, it's not Nintendo Switch where you're, uh, you know, limited to just what they publish. It's... You could play Switch games. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> you can emulate Switch games. There you go. <laughs> it. The last time I did that, though, uh, y- your battery will hate you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's gotten like better because I haven't done that since last year, but uh, or I guess two years ago now. But uh, yeah, there's there's so much shit you can do with that thing. It's crazy. And you have the OLED. I bet that looks so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm playing uh, Octopath Traveler 2, nice. um, which the art and, and the OLED screen go very well together. It's it's a beautiful game. Yeah, my brother got me that for Christmas. Um, I probably would be playing that right now, but it's just an awful time for uh, a JRPG right now. But a great time. Uh, well, no, I you haven't. I'm sorry. I got ahead of. Don't. <laughs> I, I can't remember if you've announced it or no, you haven't announced it. Uh, you can cut this. If anybody, if anybody checked the website, I did. But OK, nobody checks the website. I didn't want to like so. jump in and be like, no, it's good. It's fine. It's actually probably it's a good segue. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm finally doing it. I'm finally uh spinning off. Did it all for the Moogle into its own show. So if there is a soul out there that enjoyed that segment of the latest and greatest in uh, JRPG rambling and Fred Durst news, then boy, boy, do I have a treat for you. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I would have actually recorded today if we didn't record this today. But um, so, yeah, that'll be out, I guess, the week after this comes out. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, it's just going to be an expanded version of the segment uh, into its own full show. And uh, I have some different segments for it planned. Um, so like if you enjoyed me spending an hour talking about all the design flaws of Final Fantasy 14, then yeah, <laughs> it'll be the show for you. Uh, it's it's like the perfect time to launch this because at the end of the month, we have Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. And then the week after is Persona 3 Reload. Wow. Which the two of those back to back is going to kill me um but i'll have a lot to say especially about persona 3 that's <laughs> you know I will. shocker yeah so yeah uh the first episode uh will have me talking about how i'm getting all the achievements in persona 3 portable before persona 3 reload comes out because i'm a psychopath um <laughs> so look forward to that on the first episode uh i i made like the show should technically the page for it should be live on all podcast feeds but there is no episode yet didn't but, didn't you um, do a thing where you like platinumed persona 5 right before royal came out yes yeah that reminded me of, of when you did that so i also platinumed persona 4 before well i tried to do it before 5 came out and i didn't do it so i was playing both of them simultaneously at the beginning mm-hmm. uh i don't recommend that nobody do that it was really bad um <laughs> playing two persona games simultaneously oh god yeah so i really need to finish three portable before yeah i have like two weeks three weeks to do that what do i have oh it's two weeks oh christ well we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is, is that i just played that last year so i don't need to pay attention to the dialogue at all oh excellent yeah, so i can just great. sort of breeze through uh but it still takes do you ever do you ever wonder why time. why you're doing it at, at certain points yeah, I honestly do. Yeah. <laughs> in my head, I always think it's like, well, I'm never going to go back to that. And so I just like push through. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But it's also not true because I, that's what I thought whenever I platinumed Persona 4 Golden and then they released it on Steam and I bought that like a chump. 
So like, it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> you know, I'm just nuts. <laughs> you I'm don't, nuts. you don't have to tell me that. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Uh, so give it a subscription. Um, it will be on the main, it'll be on the same YouTube channel because I'm not managing multiple YouTube channels. I, I don't want to do that. Um, so if you're already subscribed to the YouTube or you check, that's where you get the podcast. Uh, yeah, you'll see it there. Um, but it will be on all the major podcast platforms as usual. So yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I will, I will tune in. Oh, um, okay. I don't listen to the show when I'm a part of the show, right? But I will listen to the uh, the new the new Moogle. Okay, yeah. It'll, It'll be, be so fun. much better when I don't have to um, come up with things to say about JRPGs that I have not played. So, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really like it's really sparing you. I think is you're the real beneficiary here. I think. Well, also it allows you to record podcasts more uh, regularly. That too. <laughs> that too yeah so yeah it sounds good yeah it'll be fun um do we want to talk about some ai shit i thought we already were yeah but it just it just seeps into everything keep on coming and they don't stop coming oh there we so, go so yeah great ah oh, shit i forgot yeah you know what well whatever why it's a fi- it's, a, it's a, we keep the spirit alive it's true and you know what let's hope they don't turn him into ai like they did for george carlin because holy fuck but also, Holy wouldn't fuck. it be a little fitting this time? Yeah, I just, I just have just really like I don't think it should like it, 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 it shouldn't happen to anybody. Is the thing in my eyes? No, I agree with that. Except, you know? except there's one exception: plankton. Okay, but plankton's not a real god. <laughs> it's true. Well, it's a real, you know? it's a real voice actor. Yeah, that's being. No, that's you know, true. Yeah. I just plankton it, yeah, can no. belt some hard rock lyrics uh, better than than most real real people. It's true. Yeah. Uh, if if the if the alternative is to hire plankton's voice actor to <laughs> belt out those songs or the AI do it, I would obviously take the former. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just don't know a realistic scenario where that where the former is going to to take place. So I you know we have to I, take I what we can I get. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're going to get that guy to sing Three Days Grace. Like AI, AI, especially when it comes to art, is is legitimately threatening um, jobs Yeah. Um, in, in a very real way. However, one of those jobs is not the music career of Plankton's voice actor, as far as I yeah, know. And, you know, we've said that enough. I need to get his name. Yeah, true. I just typed in Plankton like that. Could be, could be there. <laughs> Uh, it'd be very funny if he had like a whole music career. Um, list of SpongeBob characters. Mister, oh wait, Mister Lawrence. Who's Mister Lawrence? Mister Lawrence. That's his, oh, that's his name. Douglas Lawrence Osowski. Known professionally as Mister Lawrence. That's a very cool. I guess you'd call it like stage name. Yeah. Just Mister Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Not a musician. Uh, can confirm that. He's from East Brunswick, New Jersey. You're kidding me. I'm not. Wow. <laughs> That's very cool. I that's that's you know, I feel some pride in that. Yeah. Also, when I googled plankton voice, the first option was voice actor, and then like the third option was plankton voice generator. So, of course, you know, of course, you know, it's all it's all there. Oh man. Um. But yeah, no, I did not have in the show notes the horrific George Carlin AI, um, because it bums me out too much. Mm -hmm. But um. What I did want to talk about is um, people posting true crime TikToks and YouTube videos 
but they're using the supposed voice, but more specifically the likeness of the victims of true crimes that actually happened, that actually occurred, to narrate their own stories. Wow. So this this is very interesting because it's it's a step further than something that we covered previously, which was like TikToks in the true crime sphere that were seemingly AI generated. Certainly the voiceover narration that was meant to resemble like a news um, segment. Yeah. But AI generated and and mostly nonsensical and problematically that, you know, made for just seemingly like cheap monetization reasons or, you know, exploitative yes. and cheap and lousy. But this like takes it an even step further. Yes. Uh, I got this from a uh, Washington Post article from Jennifer Hassan. Um, this actually this was posted back in August uh, and somehow it slipped past me. Um, but yeah, there's like one TikTok video, for example, has the likeness of a British two-year-old who was abducted in 1993 as his mother paid for groceries. Like, like these aren't even like, like, I guess, famous crimes, Mm -hmm. right? You know, it's like, why do you need to have a a bizarre puppetry cyber version of uh, a deceased two-year-old? Well, the answer is you don't. Right. But like, what is that? Like, it's, of course, emotional manipulation. Yeah. But, like, what are you thinking doing something like that? There's a quote here. uh, If my mom had turned right, I could have been alive today. Unfortunately, she turned left, is what apparently the childlike voice says. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. This is one of the worst things. And and we cover a lot of rough things on the internet. This is, this might, this might take it. Mm Mm-hmm. Quote from the article. A TikTok spokesperson described the content about James, which was the child that was kidnapped. Uh, disturbing, saying there is no place on the platform for such posts. Our community guidelines are clear that we do not allow synthetic media that contains the likeness of a young person. That's still just like vague enough to be like, okay, but like, what are what's the hard and fast synthetic media that contains the likeness of a young person? How young does that really mean? Under eighteen? Does that mean a minor? Right. You know, but like, can you do this with other dead people if they're not minors? You know, mm-hmm. like what? Yeah, and it's one of those things where you can almost, I mean, of course, this platform is covering, it's trying to cover itself, but it's such an, it's like an emergent mm-hmm. thing, right? Um, there really isn't much precedent for this type of thing. So to have like a hard rule set, it's probably evolving as like the ways that people like exploit the technology continues to evolve, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, here was another one um, showing an image of a British three-year-old who disappeared from a Portuguese resort in 2007. Uh, the the the, the child says, I'm still missing uh, TikTok video, which the post reviewed had been viewed tens of thousands of times before TikTok removed it. The owner of the account had written alongside the video that it was an attempt at, quote, immersive storytelling. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, you might have thought that this is all horrific, right? Yeah. Using uh, kidnapped, deceased, missing children, reanimating them mm-hmm. in a, a cruel facsimile of life to get TikTok views Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is bad enough on its own. Uh, Here's another quote from the article. Another video shows the likeness of Anne Frank advertising baby clothes before discussing the horrors of the Holocaust. What are we doing? (laughs) I don't, you know, I... What are we doing? I don't know what to say because I didn't see that one coming. (laughs) I didn't either when I was reading this. (laughs) Do you, okay. I, I actually forgot about this. I forgot about this. So, um... I, I browsed the the MetaQuest app store uh, 
there's like the usual there's like a youtube there's there's games there's uh like immersive 360 video whatever the hell mm-hmm. there's some kind of meditation thing um there's an Anne Frank experience. Just gonna let that sit for a second. Uh-huh. Although this, yeah. this this podcast cuts out the silence, so it won't have the same effect. I'll, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um. And I was like, oh, is this some kind of cruel joke? And no, I think it was in conjunction with a uh, a Holocaust memorial museum. Okay. Uh, where you could you go into uh, a, a digital recreation of her room. And you could read her diary and look at photos. But even so, it's uh, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't. Be- it's like next to like, you know, like shitty Minecraft clones, you know, like and like, oh, this makes you feel like you're on weed in VR. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's it's the the context is not. Yeah, just I, I don't know. Um, And so I'm not saying it's quite the same as uh, trying to sell baby clothes on tiktok shop using a digital recreation of Anne frank no i think those are the two very distinct experiences um you could yeah you could if you want to experience <laughs> Anne frank unfortunately there are multiple ways to do that in our current digital landscape um do you remember when uh i don't know why i have so much Anne frank content but do you <laughs> do you remember when justin bieber uh visited the Anne Frank Museum and he wrote in the guest book uh something along the lines of shout out to Anne Frank she would have been a believer <laughs> do you remember that I don't not at all I do and I, I think about it more often than I probably need to um anyway but on TikTok you can hear Anne Frank say are you still looking for beautiful and self-designed baby clothes then go to the link in my bio and let yourself be surprised and now I'll tell you the story of Anne Frank. What the fuck? Hmm. You know, this makes me feel less bad about how far off the deep end my, uh, or at least how, how far I thought my TikTok al- algorithm had gone. Um, uh-huh. Haven't gotten here. Haven't gotten to this, to this, uh, this area of, of the void. Yeah. Even, okay, even if you were simultaneously trying to get views on tiktok in order to sell your dropship shit on tiktok shop what would possess you to think that a dead holocaust victim would be the right spokesperson for said merchandise my guess would either be and this is probably giving far too much credit uh shock value or you know headline worthiness like turning that into a story that you know maybe like for example a a small niche podcast would then talk about Uh uh-huh because i know no other explanation (laughs) i really i mean she's an you know significant historical figure there's name recognition you know it's it's attention grabbing trying to use anne frank's (laughs) clout <laughs> to, to boost your shit is I think a little different than like a President's Day Toyota sale, you know? <laughs> I think it's a little different. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a different approach. Uh-huh. Is it harmful? Is is my question. And I don't even know if I should Is it is it harmful? Yeah. Okay, it is harmful. All right. I just I just wanted to I just wanted to confirm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. 
<sighs> like this is like like again, I keep going back to like president. Like this is not the Hall of the Presidents at fucking Epcot. You no, know? no, you're right. You're right. I guess compared to the unequivocally horrendous AI true crime stuff that came before it, I'm like, well, this is kind of almost amusing. But it's not. It's not. But- it's just it it's funny in that sick way of how fucking surreal it is. Yeah, no, true. It's 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 like where we're at with the internet right now, and it's it's a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I have another piece here from The Verge. Mia Sato is the uh, writer of this one. Uh, so YouTube is now saying that there are they're um taking a hard stance against AI true crime. Uh, Verge calls them deep fakes, I guess. Um, which. Like, it, it almost seems redundant to me to call them deep fakes because, like, sort of the point of a deep fake is to, like, sort of, like, pull the wool over somebody's eyes, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you made Biden say something, you know, that makes him seem incompetent or something. You know what I mean? Like, And like, that did, you know, wasn't even a deep fake, it turns out. Exactly. Just, just a normal, right. normal news clip. No, exactly. But that's the thing. Is like, it's, it's like believable. Like, it's, it's believable. Yes, yes. Whenever you are recreating a victim of a of a murder it is quite literally obvious that that is not that person yeah of course so i just have i just have an issue with like i guess the problem is is that we don't have the right language for this bullshit mm-hmm. so like it being a deep fake is odd to me well that's almost what i meant by the uh the tiktok like uh guidelines or whatever not having the language to sort of combat just this really specific awfulness yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think maybe they'll get there, but right now it's just, it's so, I don't know. It's just, it's like this thing well, that you never expect to encounter is now just appears on, on the most popular social media platform. Well, then let's see what YouTube has to say. Okay. Uh, YouTube is updating its cyberbullying and harassment policies that will no longer allow content that, quote, realistically simulates minors and other victims of crimes narrating their deaths or the violence they experience. Okay. So this this goes even further than I guess AI, right? Yeah, I would say so. Like it, it you could technically make this by hand if you were a real creep, I guess. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> and it would still be uh against their policy now. Um YouTube's policy will result in a strike that removes the content from a channel and also temporarily limits what a user can do on the platform. Uh, first strike limits users from uploading videos for a week. Uh, if the policy is violated again within 90 days, penalties increase with the eventual possibility of having the entire channel uh, removed. Um, seems a little lenient, but I don't know. That's That might just be me. Yeah, I don't know if there needs to be a strike system unless there is only one strike. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like it should be kind of pretty. Yeah. Pretty. Uh, and they also said that uh, YouTube uh, itself announced a strict policy around AI voice clones of musicians with a set of looser rules for everyone else. Uh, I'm actually not familiar with those. This is from November, also from The Verge. Um, let's see. YouTube will require creators to begin labeling realistic AI-generated content when they're uploading videos, and that the disclosure requirement is especially important for topics like elections and ongoing conflicts. Labels will appear in video descriptions and on top of videos themselves for sensitive material. Uh, but there's not a specific definition of what YouTube thinks is realistic. Well, that right? one, the wording in that the one problem. is, is, is specifically targeted at, for like, mis, like news misinformation. Okay. But then again, like if we go back to the Joe Biden thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if you ha- you make an AI video of him saying something outlandish, there's a gray area in the word realistic. Oh, true. Like unless they completely define what that means, like they have to do that. True. Otherwise, um, 
company will provide more detailed guidance with examples when the disclosure requirement rolls out next year. Well, this was in November. Okay. Well, we're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're fucking here. It's the future, man. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Penalties could include takedowns and demonetization. It's not clear how YouTube will know if an unlabeled video was generated by AI. Great. You know, I do want to clarify something. I, I do. I just want to say it, it's definitely mm-hmm. not good to try and profit off the likeness of Anne Frank. I, I realize. Oh, OK. Yeah. I'm coming around on that one. Uh huh. Yeah. Glad you got there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. This shit is rough it's it's brutal it's brutal um it kind of speaks to it how the Anne frank one was the most um seemingly mundane (laughs) of all these stories like it's just it's awful Uh uh-huh um yeah i'm curious who gets these on their feet is it people who are deep into like your more mainstream true crime content that kind of just like, you know, get to this after a few specific likes. Like, I don't know, like who who's because you said one of these had like tens of thousands of views. Yeah. Before it was removed. Before yeah. it was removed. Yeah. Um, and those were TikTok views. So who the fuck knows? True. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, especially like I, I still don't understand TikTok as a platform, but um, so like I don't watch true crime stuff myself. My dad does. He's big into it. Um. But and I talked to my sister about this because uh, I got recommended a uh, Pittsburgh specific true crime video that was about a case that happens uh, while we were in college. And I I know about it because I did research into it and looked into it at the time because there were conspiracy theories about it uh, and about how it was tied into a um, a serial killer or a cult that was going throughout the Midwest kidnapping uh boys in their late teens early 20s uh and leaving smiley faces behind um and it, it, it it's total bullshit um the, the case specifically the the pittsburgh one was just this 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 kid who just um he was he was either on drugs or like was having a some kind of mental crisis um and he went out and he got like either lost or disoriented in a pittsburgh winter and um like ended up in the river you know like it, it like it's it's a terrible story and like to just see like the video like wind up on my feed like almost 10 years after the fact yeah uh trying to like just spin it into some kind of far-reaching like and i didn't watch the video because i know what it was going to be about based on the title and everything mm-hmm. you know it was like basically saying like, did the police mi- uh, miss something in this case? Right. You know, it was, it was something like that. And it's like, yeah, maybe because they're fucking cops. But like, no, like this was just a, 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 an unfortunate tragedy for a young man. Like, can you leave him alone now, though? Yeah, well, that's the that's the through like, line. The through line with all of this is that it's just exploitation and like in its like cheapest and like grossest form. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just have a, a really, really strong like aversion to not letting the dead rest. Like, why can't you just like fucking mm-hmm. leave them alone and whatever form that is? No, because there like, are views to be had. Yeah. Like, e- like even people in the fucking like public eye is one thing, but just like regular ass people that didn't ask for this when they were alive and f- literally cannot ask for it when they're dead. Mm-hmm. And then to go so far as to do that f- with children. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
Like what what would you like how would you react if that was your child, right? That you lost somehow and you see a a, a an awful awful recreation of them. A, 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 a digital homunculus that's that's being able to made say whatever the fuck it wants by some anonymous just scum of the earth. Mm-hmm. They can make them sell bullshit goods from China on TikTok shop just because they they downloaded stable diffusion or whatever. It's very bleak. It's bad. It's very very bleak. And 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 just like seeing the fact that it's like well, we need to put generative AI in literally everything because this is where the money is. Like, I, I, I just put something up for sale on eBay and it's like, oh, write your description with AI. It's like, well, why does this need to be here? Mm-hmm. Why did you waste your time with this? Let's not even get into the fact that supposedly chat GPT-4, their latest and greatest model, is magnitudes stupider than it was just months ago it's getting stupider it's getting more shit wrong and now this just this week just this week that we're recording this all of a sudden all these big brained tech genius billionaires that we have to pay attention to every single fucking word that they say there's a lot of air quotes being used i'd imagine if this was not an audio podcast completely if 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 i yeah if i'm not if 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 it's not coming through my inflection it's just because We've been recording for two hours. <laughs> the, all these fucking geniuses, all these uh, incredible thinkers, right? That we are forced to listen to, mm-hmm. forced to gargle their shit. Just this week are now saying all, all at the same time, for whatever reason, that uh, AGI is coming soon-ish, TM. And what that means is that uh, supposedly an intelligence that is... Uh, capable of performing tasks at a human level or slightly above a human level is coming soon it's like yeah okay sure sure it is it just seems like they they got the fish and they need to keep reeling it in yeah very much so so it's just it's just a weird it's just a weird coincidence that the douche from OpenAI and then zuckerberg just this week suddenly started talking about agi when they weren't before weird Weird shit, huh? As as GPT four is getting stupider, which is hard to believe. Shit sucks. Yeah, this has been. This is this is maybe our bleakest. No, we've had some rough. We've had some rough ones. Yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't say that because then you think back to some of the stuff we've covered here, and it's you know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might need to take a break from the segment though. It's it's getting to that crypto point. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, like, it's. Mm-hmm. So much of this stuff is so stupid and so pervasive that I'm like, I've had enough. And I really do need to stress once again, Anne Frank exploitation is bad. You can't see it and probably can't hear it because of my noise gate, but I'm clapping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, is it relatively... Is it just silly? But then you had your whole point about letting the dead rest and, and, and it's like that. Yeah. That's right. Right there with, with all that. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's bad stuff. Uh, just, you know, I, I, my recommendation and something I'm, I'm trying to do is to, um, is to, to read more, uh, books, um, and, and sort of do that in place of, of just being on the internet as much. Mm -hmm. Um, is that going to combat all, all of this? No, but it's, you know, it's something. Yeah. That's always my advice. (laughs) 
not like I have a vested interest or anything. But, oh uh, yeah, read more books. Yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like the I'm like the fucking farmers in the Got Milk campaign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have to talk about it on the podcast, but uh, I did get a new e-reader. Oh, I'm very happy about. Okay, cool. Yeah. What does this one do? <laughs> uh it runs Android. Okay. I mean, I know like has the technology like I they've been they've been doing stuff with that, right? Yeah, like I I still don't think color is there yet. Okay. So I didn't go for a color. Unfortunately, on- um the time that that was sort of in the realm of possibility, I was a big comic book reader and mm-hmm. by the time it has come to fruition, I've long since <laughs> Stop, stop. Yeah. The, the main, I mean, it has other uses, obviously, but the one that comes to mind is, is of course, uh, you know, comic books. Yeah. Um, this one, like, I don't even really notice the page refreshes. Oh. Because it has, like, a dedicated mobile GPU. Hmm. That, um, the, the page refresh is, like, so good. What is the, um, the device? It's an Onyx Books with a, an X. Okay. Um, page, I believe is the model. Because they have so goddamn many models uh, because they're also in like the e-ink, like dedicated tablet space as well. But I just wanted a, a new e-reader. Um, it's in this one is in the same form factor as a uh, Kindle Oasis, which is what I had previously. Um, but this is it's so thin. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, like so it runs Android. It came with the Play Store. So you can just. You're not locked into any ecosystem. Good. So, so if you want yeah. to, you could download, you know, Libby, or you could download yep. the Amazon, like the Kindle app, or and all that. It's like mm-hmm. kind of an all-encompassing thing. That's pretty cool. Yep. Oh, and it even has a SD card slot. Oh, good. Like you, you probably won't fill it up with with just books yeah, anyway, yeah, of course. But like mm-hmm. just in general. So yeah, I'm happy with it. I like it a lot. Nice. Um, I was potentially gonna do a worst beats this week but uh prepping for the other podcast uh i did not finish because we talked a long time ago about when we did the segment again that maybe i would try my hand at making a worst beat in the world Mm -hmm. um but then i think we did the segment again and i had forgotten about it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but then i had it was like i don't know i was like in the shower or something i don't remember uh but then like an idea came to me you had an actual shower thought i had a shower thought uh, and so then I had to reinstall GarageBand. Oh boy. <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> boy, uh, I guess it's not surprising to anybody else, but that program has really progressed in the last 18 years. Oh, since like what? Late elementary since school last, computer class? Since I last had a Mac <laughs> yeah. and used GarageBand on it. Yeah. But this is this is not ready yet though. No, I did not finish. Okay. Yeah. So uh that'll be have to be for next week. Something time. to look forward to for sure. Something to look forward to. In this yeah. broken world of ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it might end up making uh well, it might end up making the world a little worse, but uh that's not the goal, but um <laughs> it might be that bad. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> You need to transcend bad and get to the other side. That's when you know you have yeah. something. Well, well, this is my first attempt, you know. Okay. So I don't yeah. know if I, I don't, can... don't want to put that much pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We shall see. Art is subjective um, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So do we want to talk about some sports? Um. Yeah. I just put a couple, you know, things here. Um. Yeah. 
you know, I don't have a lot going on, but I did, I was under the weather and I was watching a lot of sports and it happened to coincide with the, uh, the, uh, NFL playoffs, uh, yeah. wild card weekends. Um, I watched the entire, uh, Steelers and Bills game. <laughs> oh, you watched more than I did then. <laughs> yeah, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Even at 21, nothing. I was like, well, they're not out of it fully. Um, and they, oh, it turns no, out they no, weren't. I... It turns out they weren't. Yeah, they made yeah. a game of it. I think it was like one possession into the fourth quarter. So, um, but yeah, it was very, well, sorry, go ahead. They got screwed on the one interception, but. They got screwed on many things throughout this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just like an all-encompassing like rejection of the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> happening. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the broadcasters, the officiating, uh, sometimes the actual fans throwing things. Um, yeah, that was uh, – yeah. Yeah, the, so, so, to, so just for context, this was a game taking place in Buffalo. It was scheduled to happen on a Sunday. Um, but mm-hmm. because of the uh, winter storm, it got pushed to the following day so they could clear out all the stands and sell concessions and get the crowd in there. Um, they did not clear out the stands. Oh, no, the fans the fans tried to. Some of them brought shovels. The venue did not clear them out. They had, uh, I think, unpaid volunteers. Uh, no, they were paying them $20 an hour, apparently. Oh, I hear the term volunteers, and I, I figure they're not getting anything. But honestly, that's could be worse. <laughs> yeah, well, you see what kind of job they did, though, which was they didn't. I mean, it was a lot of snow. It's a big stadium. The seats were buried. True. This was very problematic because, uh, so for example, the, the Bills uh, had a play that resulted in a touchdown um, and it was a pass into the end zone. And while like while the ball is in midair and the, the Steelers defender is, is trying to defend, um, mm-hmm. a snowball comes into, comes into the frame. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, like the Bills fans are throwing snowballs at the opposition players and not a thing was done about it. Yeah, you know what used to happen? Was that the refs would make an announcement and say that if it doesn't stop, that the home team would get a 15-yard penalty. Uh-huh. Which that's is, what used that's, to happen. That's fair. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But instead we get a Bills touchdown. <laughs> Yeah. Um, It was so blatant that the broadcasters, which I will get to them, they are also to blame here. Um, Uh Uh-huh. The broadcasters confused the snowball for a penalty flag. Okay. So. Is this a yellow snow joke? No, it's not. It actually happened. Uh, like Jim Nance was like, oh, thought that was a flag. It was just somebody throwing a snowball. And then Tony Romo laughed for like a few seconds. And then he realized, oh, that's not good to laugh at. And then he didn't condone right. it. Um, but boy, did he find it amusing at first. That was his mm-hmm. uh, his his raw reaction there. And, you know, he had a lot Fucking of dome quarterback. He had a lot of energy. Yeah, right. He had a lot of energy for for Josh Allen and the Bills. He really mustered up some really good calls uh, for them. Uh-huh. But boy, when the Steelers got into the end zone, it there was just crickets. Yeah, crickets. They, they could barely even muster up anything. Um, it was a uh-huh. ve- very, very biased uh, broadcast team. Well, yeah. So like. I don't think the NFL was ready for the Steelers to even make the playoffs. True, because yeah. they 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 squeaked in. Uh, they had to win like what, under, like three like, in a row, just to get there. They won three. They won three in a row, but then uh, who was it had to had to lose? Jacksonville had to lose for them to get in, and then they did. So it wasn't even technically the Steelers' own fully. Like they still had to win out, but they still needed some help to get there. So they were not ready for the Steelers to even make the playoffs. Um, then they were not ready for them to play the Bills 
because uh, the Dolphins choked their last game against the Bills. That's right. The Bills were six and they had six a big lead. at one point, and they have not lost since then. So it was a very, very long shot uh, that they would yes. have won this division and, and set this matchup up. You're right. What the NFL wanted was a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen rematch. Well, they're getting that next. Which they're getting. And that's what they were rooting. Okay, see, this makes a lot of sense. They were rooting for that yes. actively, blatantly. They did not want to see a Steelers team led by Mason Rudolph. Which, to be fair, nobody does. But, um, no. <laughs> yeah, that was very clear. A a a Steelers team without TJ Watt due to injury advancing in the playoffs. Yeah. But do you have to, I understand that, but do you have to show it as much as they showed it? What, the injury? No, no, just their blatant, Because they showed that a lot. Just their blatant rooting interests. Oh, yeah, they don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, they really don't care. Uh, Do you know who was in attendance for that game in Buffalo? Um, wait, let me. Surprisingly. Mm, No, I I don't know. The commissioner. Oh, he braved the. He braved the elements. Why would he brave the elements like that? Normally he's hanging out in Dallas, you know, or Florida. Why is he in Buffalo? Mm -hmm. Weird. Mm -hmm. Huh. I don't know. I mean, I was getting upset and I'm not even a Steelers fan. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no, like I, I. Kind of don't give a shit because the NFL is bullshit. It is. Um, and like they said, the Steelers shouldn't really have been in the playoffs. Uh, they squeaked in. Although if they would have won against either the two and whatever Patriots or the two and whatever Arizona Cardinals, like they should have, they would have been in by default. I actually don't agree with you that the Steelers shouldn't have been there. I think they are on the uptick or am I too optimistic? And, and I think like they could have in, in on a level playing field, they actually could have easily, they were competitive. They could have beaten Buffalo. Yes. If we got to play in the snow, we would have won. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I believe that. We were robbed of that. Um, Which was that the NFL's choice or was it a uh, upstate New York thing? It was supposedly in coordination with the governor of New York. Yeah, I heard that. This this goes all the way to the top, doesn't it? It does. But (laughs) NFL headquarters is also in New York. So they could bite my ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I was not a neutral observer because I, uh, you know, as a Jets fan, I have a strong dislike of everything Buffalo. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't like their culture over there. I think their head coach is a dreadful human being. Um, Just don't like the whole vibe. So, and of course, and you know, we've, have we, no, we haven't talked about what the coach, his whole 9-11 thing. Oh God, no. We didn't talk about that on the podcast, but he basically... Basically, in one of his locker room speeches a few years ago, this came out, he likened his, his aspirations for teamwork to resemble that of the um, the plane hijackers from 9-11. Yes. And he still yes. has a job. So, you know, he's, he's still doing that same job today, even though that came out. So that's crazy to me. Yeah. He wanted them to have the coordination of the 9-11 hijackers. Yes. Yeah. Which is an insane one thought to have. Yes. And, and then two, to verbalize to say it. out loud. Yeah. And then three, they're not New York City. They're still in the state. Thing to say there. They played this year on 9-11 against the Jets. Of course they did. Now this this oh, quote, this, well, this, they yeah, they did. And this quote happened a few years ago, but that did happen. Oh this God, year. that was the Aaron Rodgers game, wasn't it? It was. Oh, of course. Oh, shit. We don't need to. Boy, am I over him, by the way. I thought he. Oh, yeah. So here here was my my rationale with Aaron Rodgers was 
Um, he was awful. How's that jersey hanging? Oh, it's not a jersey. It's not a jersey. It was a cheap T-shirt. I don't. It's in the back. Uh-huh. It's in the far reaches of the closet. Uh-huh. Um, there's cobwebs. Next to the Sanchez. No, there was next never. The, there was next never. To the Farve. Okay, next to the Farve. See, that's not fair. <laughs> I was in like middle school when I got that Farve jersey, and I don't even yeah. know where it is anymore. And if I did, I would burn yeah. it because he's scum of the Hey, I've got a Roethlisberger somewhere. There you go. See, all right. Yeah. Um, there's no winners when it comes to. <laughs> no, there's really not. There's really not. Um. <laughs> so I thought my 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 thinking was like, okay, Rogers was problematic and awful in Green Bay, but that's because yeah. he was disgruntled and he didn't like oh. the organization. <laughs> and you know what? When he comes to New York, he's turning over a new leaf. And in the uh-huh. summer, he was like really buddy buddy with like the young Jets players, whereas he would just like tear the rookies to shreds in Green Bay. I'm like, maybe he really yeah. is turning a corner um he had waited his whole life to be new york Jets. <laughs> yeah it all it all culminated <laughs> um but then he went on on tv again and i'm like well yeah that's uh-huh. he there's nothing has changed here and yeah as a fan of this team i'm gonna have to continue to endure him for i don't even know how long like he's under contract for next year yeah but like he's delusional so he'll probably want to play till he's 50 mm-hmm. like i don't there's i don't see an end to this anytime soon um yeah this wasn't i didn't oh, even, but he's there every tuesday <sighs> My favorite Never part was that he got he got removed from the Pat McAfee show, and then the next day, <laughs> the next day it was announced that he was back. Yeah, of course. Oh, I just can't. It's it's awful because that's that audience. Oh, completely, completely. That's the audience that loved when he called Jimmy Kimmel. Was it Jimmy? It Kimmel? was Jimmy Which Kimmel. Jimmy? Yeah. Called him a pedophile. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's he's preaching to to his specific choir over there. Uh-huh. Um, if I could root for a different team, I would. It's just yeah. it's not possible. I I feel nothing yeah. towards towards any. I try, I've tried. I've been like maybe I could get into like you know like what's a fun team like get into the char- well the Chargers not a fun team but they were at one point. No. Um. No. Just can't do it. Um. And and really yeah. the solution is just to stop watching football. Uh, mm Hmm. For many reasons. They're trying to make it easy to stop watching football, by the way. Yeah, they are. Um, Nothing about the Kansas City game felt safe to me. Well, nothing about football is safe, but especially when you have the feel of negative almost 30 degrees. Yeah. But that's more of a climate crisis issue. Um, Yeah, the Steelers game was, I mean, you know, there was the snowballs while trying to defend in the end zone. Um, Mm -hmm. You had the... uh, inexplicable uh pick and fumble they they ruled it um oh that was insane that, that was, was wild insane. to me uh how he's a- they changed what a catch is yeah no matter what like whatever they feel like whatever they feel like whatever they feel like depending on the day on who it is um they were trying to say that he he lunged so then that must have meant he caught it he was literally just in the process what of making legs a catch have and, to do with whether you have the ball or not i know i know i was like losing it over that um because it it, it reminded me of uh what was that that fa- infamous like was it the calvin johnson like that that play that yeah that pickens am i getting his name right is it Pickin mm-hmm. or pickens pickens he's only one of the most talented players in in football um yeah the Pickens, uh, quote unquote, fumble 
I feel like years ago, if it was in the end zone, it would have not even been a touchdown. Or, oh, they or changed catch. that too now. Oh, did they? Sometimes, sometimes, some, no, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, all you have to do is break the plane. Now sometimes you have to survive the ground. Sometimes you can juggle it. Like they don't, oh, well, he got two feet in. So that means the play's over. Sometimes you, you still need to complete the process of a catch. Mm-hmm. It's all made up. It's all made up, which to be but fair, that happens it. in a lot of sports, but I feel like it's so, it, it's so blatant here. But it's such a fundamental part of the sport. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially with how pass heavy it's become. And it's just like, ah, let's just fucking wing it. So like, you know, he's in the process of making a catch. He's falling to the ground. Um, gravity is is in play here. <laughs> uh-huh. There's some physics happening. He's he's coming to the ground, but he doesn't fully retain the football. And right. it falls to the ground. And that's an incomplete pass. Like any day, in my opinion, any any day of the week. Like I don't and that directly resulted in a in a Bills touchdown right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have such a high powered offense like the Bills, like how do you come back from that? You don't is the answer because they didn't. But and they almost did. Like right. the, I respect the Steelers. Like they hung in there for so you know for so long. They were the better team in the second half. Um, you just you're going up. Yeah, you're going up against the, so much there. There was that red zone interception where they just like didn't call the pass interference on the guy that caught the interception. True, there was that too. See, yeah, like these. Uh, yeah. I think Mike Tomlin said it where he was like the the turnovers were the difference. Well, the, yeah, which is yeah. A, an obvious thing, but also the turnovers were cheap and unfair. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's not good way to like humiliate one of the up and coming stars of your league on national TV by calling that a fumble. Mm-hmm. Like he clearly did not fully recover from that the rest of the game. Like he was upset yeah, by about the way, it. Uh, did not have a fumble all year. Yeah. And that like, that's the first quarter and that messed him <laughs> up. You could tell yeah. it messed him up, um, and it wasn't the it wasn't the fumble. Um, mm-hmm. Awful, awful, awful. But uh, you know they got their matchup. They got their Chiefs and Bills. Yep. Um, That's all they wanted. I don't even. It's like who am I rooting against more? I don't even know. I don't like the celebrity mm-hmm. spectacle of the Chiefs, but I hate the culture and the organization of the bills so like i just don't know who's the lesser of two evils there and by the time this podcast goes out by the way this will have been decided um but uh you know it's 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 pretty bad i think we did a show i think i think so yeah first one of whatever year this is we haven't quite figured that out yeah we got our top people on it um i think i did my big announcement at the i was gonna say at the beginning but it wasn't at the beginning it was somewhere it was somewhere in there um, but yeah, I do have a couple other notes. Um, so I wish I knew this sooner, but like the last five ish episodes, uh, didn't get pushed to Spotify for some reason. Um, but that should be fixed and should be all good moving forward. You can marathon um, them now. You can, you can go through all 97 of those suckers. Um, well, I just meant the last five. I'm assuming they I'm all sure. they all came out like simultaneously. Yes, but they're all ordered or like they're dated properly. So I I, I don't I don't know what happens. Yeah, that's Spotify weird. Sucks. Um, and I mentioned at the some some point in, in last year, uh, I'm going to put some old writing up on the site. Uh, and if you go to denroad.media, it'll be under the fiction vertical at the top. Uh, even if I do put poetry up there, it just makes it easier for navigation. Uh, and so that's what I started to do and will continue to do. Well, that's, that's um, exciting. Yeah. And you can uh, subscribe to the site. Uh, I, I I won't spam you. I won't send you reminder emails like some uh, conspiracy theorists do. 
Um, this is but... the third. <laughs> this, will be, this is the third time I've sent you this poem. So you better read it. Uh, no, I won't do that. Um, yeah, so go ahead, check it out, denro.media. Uh, the site looks a lot better than it used to. Uh, it also runs better. Everything is nice and clean. You could find very handy links to the podcasts. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks nice. Um, and like I mentioned, uh, we'll be launching, did it all for the Moogle, its own standalone show, most likely the week following when this episode goes out. So check that out in your favorite podcast app of choice or the YouTube channel Dead and Road. You'll find it. You'll get you there. Cause I had to do a weird search to try to find it because for some reason I wasn't logged in on a device and I was like, oh, I need to find the channel real quick. And then I just did a search for Denner Road and it got me there. It's that easy. So, yeah. Um, and you can also check out the YouTube for clips, segment breakouts, all kinds of fun stuff. Because Google did a very fun thing and we're like, hey, we're getting rid of Google Podcasts. That's great. You can now just put them on YouTube. It's like, I was already doing that, you fuckers. Why are you getting rid of a potential avenue in your search terms? They've for had podcasts? the weirdest, I want to say like decade now, of not knowing what to do with music or audio. Or... It's, it sucks so hard. It's just so strange. Google Play Music was the best music app because you could just upload your own shit and also stream shit you didn't have. Mm -hmm. It was great. And back whenever I was still buying music, you could also buy music and you could get CD quality instead of that shit that Apple was giving at the time, which was less. Um, and it was actually DRM free through Google, which was nuts. Um, and they got rid of that for YouTube music, which blows chunks. I hate it so bad. Um, but yeah, anyway, Google podcast doesn't exist, but now the show in an audio form is on YouTube and YouTube music, even though it kind of already was. It's, it's complicated. The show there is there, it exists. So will the <laughs> new one. Yeah, and if you have a specific app that it's somehow not reaching, but you're still hearing me say this somehow, let me know. Send an email, <laughs> podcast.dendro.media. I will put it wherever you need it to be. I will literally send you a Google Drive link to download it. Like, if you need to get the show somehow, I will get you the show. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. I have, I, have, I can't talk anymore. <laughs> I have nothing more to say. Um, we'll see you in the next one or over on Did It All for the Moogle. Yeah, I can imagine also one of those is, is coming, coming next. It is, yes. If you also have the same exact kind of brain rot I do, in which case you should probably not listen to podcasts. You should see a doctor. All right. That's, that's enough. <laughs> Goodbye.